about the importance of the woman's voice in all aspects of the work we choose to do. Your experience facing and overcoming adversity is actually one of your biggest advantages. Out of the huts of history, shame, I rhyme. What I know for sure is that speaking your truth is the most powerful tool we all have. Up from a past rooted in pain, I rhyme. Great morning, folks, and thank you for listening to Her Story Podcast. Her, H-E-R, is an acronym for heroic, empowering, and resilient. And this is a self-improvement, self-acceptance, and women empowerment podcast. My main purpose is to encourage, empower, and motivate all women by highlighting their personal stories of triumph over adversity. Each of us has a story. Maybe it's an illness, a financial burden, or a dead-end job. In general, unforeseen circumstances can make you feel isolated or alone. But when you feel like you've hit rock bottom, it doesn't mean that it is the end of your story. It is within the darkest nights. We produce the brightest stars. There are women out there who have gone through the very same barriers you are facing today, but they didn't give up. In fact, they used their difficulties to mold them into strong and resilient women. And if they can break through their hardships, so can you. Because you are her. Heroic, empowering, and resilient. Magnificent morning, good people. Again, it is Jay Jameson with Her Story Podcast. Today, I have with me Jerlene Taylor. Jerlene Taylor was born and raised in Southwest Baltimore, Maryland, raised as one of six children in a happy home. However, at the very young age, she developed a rare form of cancer. Doctors thought she would not live beyond the age of three. Although the family dynamics altered, now caring for an ill child, needing medical attention, her parents' endearment, and the overall family structure of love and care did not change. After several consultations with the doctors, her parents were advised to seek another medical opinion in another hospital. Gratefully, Jerlene's story does not end here. While faced with adversity most of her childhood and adolescent years, she stands today strong. And through her adversity, she continues to encourage, uplift, understand, and spread her testimony abroad. Jerlene, welcome to Her Story Podcast. How are you? Hey, Janae, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm blessed and feeling good. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> Definitely, and so excited to learn more. As mentioned before, her story, yes, we speak about the shortcomings, the barriers, the adversity, but also the light at the end of the tunnel. And your story shares and highlights all of those things. So before we go deeper into it, can you just tell us a little about yourself outside of that amazing bio? Where are you currently located and more? <laughs> So I, I'm currently in uh, Baltimore, Maryland. I was born and raised actually in Southwest Baltimore, not too far from Ravens Stadium. Yay, Ravens! <laughs> <laughs> not too far from there. <laughs> I wear many hats. I am a cancer survivor. I'm also a fashion model. I'm an author, mentor, owner of a Christian-based modeling company, and also entrepreneur. I own a Alchemy Apparel um, online store. And so, again, I wear, wear many hats. But besides that, listen, I'm a homebody when I'm not busy. 
<laughs> I love to watch TV, have the remote in my hand, and um, just love to relax. And I love to be around my family. We're a close-knit uh, family, and so we love to do things together and just, you know, just bond as family. So, and uh, of course, love to hang out with my, my girlfriends, my good, good, good girlfriends. So, you know, I do a lot. So, you know, you have to have that time for relaxation and just fun. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. You seem like you have you like you said you wear many hats, but you're able to balance it out. And there's yeah. so many different levels and layers to you and who you are and your personality and the things that have brought you here. And so, as mentioned earlier, her is an acronym for H E R, right? It stands for heroic, empowering, and resilient. And what we do on this podcast, of course, we focus on women of color, specifically Black women, turning mm-hmm. their barriers or setbacks into triumph in hopes of inspiring others. And unfortunately, I know being diagnosed with a rare form of cancer at such a young age, it had to be very challenging, Jerlene, to say the least. Could you please share what exactly was that diagnosis and how many years did you have to go through ongoing surgeries and treatments to combat this disease? Yeah, you know, I tell most people, you know, I say, listen, my, my journey really started at three years old in the backyard playing with my, my siblings and my older sister noticed that there was a blood in my, my clothing and it just didn't, wasn't like a scrape with a knee. Let's put a band-aid in it. No, it wasn't that at all, but I was very concerned. She rushed me in the house to my parents. Of course, they immediately rushed me to the hospital and uh, Janae was days of testing, MRI, that's where you name it. <laughs> I had it done, and just to uh, discover days later that I was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer called rhabdomyosarcoma. Now, very rare. Normally, starts at birth up into the age of maybe like 14 years old. Again, rare form of cancer. And actually, had uh, vaginal cancer. Uh, that's where the tumors were. And I mean, thank God, you know, I went through chemo, uh, radiation, it really, you know, so many surgeries I can't even remember back then. But, you know, as my sister recalled, many surgeries and get diagnosed with that. And, and the blessing is that I was cancer free uh, a year after my diagnosis and treatment. But there came a, along another uh, health condition because of where the tumors were located and uh, especially from the radiation, I had to have what they call ostomy surgery. And people was like, well, what is ostomy surgery? Ostomy surgery is a surgically opening in your body for the discharge of your waste, whether that be your bowels or your bladder. And so I actually had to have two ostomies, which then caused you to wear ostomy bags. And I actually, that's how I, I go to the bathroom. And that's been since the age of three years old. And of course, it was, you know, from the cancer. And so just imagine that journey, you know. I was young, and so, you know, I don't quite remember, of course, the cancer treatment during that time. But then you have the results of the cancer, which, which is an ostomy, and have an ostomy bag for the rest of my life. Right. And I can only imagine at that time, of course, what your parents were going through and especially for you yeah. to 
go through these treatments, yeah. right? And to be cancer free. And then the situation around the ostomy bag and everything and how that mentally, mentally, I know it, it had to be draining for you to be able to adjust, even though it was such a young age. And yeah. as we focus on your adolescent years and experiences, as you said, you shared that it was accompanied by insecurities because of that very same reason and self-esteem issues arose during this time. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm often vulnerable on her story because I, I share some experiences about my adolescent years as it related mm. to societal norms right and overcoming eating disorders and all of these things that kind mm. of shaped me into who I am but you were able to overcome all of this so Jarlene what advice would you even give to a young woman who's faced with a similar situation that is connected to insecurities and self-esteem? And especially, again, because the ostomy bag is something that you've had yes. since your adolescent years into your adulthood. So what encouragement do you yes. give to women facing something very similar? You know, and, and you know, back then also too, you know, they, they actually did not expect for me to survive the cancer. And, you know, just imagine my parents, you know, but we other believers were Christians and, and they knew prayer would change things. And it, and it actually did. And I mean, I thank God for the medical professionals that helped me along with my journey. But then again, you had to like, how do you prepare this child for what I say is life? You know, nobody's to blame for, you know, the cancer or anything like that. But yet, and still you like, Life has to us all. So how do we handle when you've been dealt these cards, I would say? How do you shuffle around life to find, you know, if this is the way my life is going to be? Uh, well, I'll be able to have dreams, aspirations, and just live a normal life. Those are my thoughts. But one thing that did help me, yes, being a believer did help, absolutely, because that's my foundation. But one thing that did help, that helped me with my self-esteem and issues and things like that were, were my parents just instilling in me because a lot of things you know mentally you know we think oh I'm not good enough well people tell I have an ostomy bag you know you feel pretty on the outside but on the inside you feel ugly you know but one thing helped me was my parents instilling in me early Geraldine, just because you have ostomy bags doesn't mean you can't do, be, and live your life to the fullest. So I had to start mentally for me, even at a young age. And also another thing helped me seeing others that look like me. You know, being around other cancer survivors, being around others that have an ostomy bag. You know, just saying, because for a long time I thought, you know, I was the only person in the world, you know, that had ostomies. And so just being around other people, because there's nothing like a other that's walking in your shoes, that understands, you know, that knows what you're going through and the ups and downs and challenges, you know, of, you know, we go through, some people go through different medical circumstances. And this is definitely a circumstance that I thought I could not handle. But oftentimes you have to take just one day at a time. And you have to feed yourself positivity. Not all the time people's going to, you know, support you or encourage you. And oftentimes you have to encourage yourself. And you often find out, well, where can I get that encouragement from? For me, I just look back. It was a reflection of how far God has brought me. Just speaking on this podcast, I'm still thinking back to that little girl in the backyard. 
and where I am today. And so what I do, I just, it's a reflection of gratefulness and thankfulness. Just imagine, you know, how you felt when when you were sick, when you had that surgery, when you was in a, in a bed in a hospital, but where you are now. And so it just puts me in a place of gratefulness and thankfulness. Yes. And thank you again for sharing the importance of your foundation in faith in belief in God, in those words of encouragement with your parents. Because so often I think individuals, they forget their grounding, right? They forget the importance of positivity and reinforcement in their lives. Now, rather that positivity, it may not always be someone's parents, but it's important to have yourself surrounded by individuals who have the same viewpoints as you that can speak positivity in your life when you're going through a hard time, when you're suffering through a rough patch. And like you said, surrounding yourself with individuals who may have a very similar situation, knowing that you're not in it alone can help you get through anything. And so just you again, being able to share that and being able to be here today to share your story is a blessing within itself. And being able to use your voice, as you said, on this platform is a blessing, right? So that others can hear it, others can feel it, they can know it, and it can push them and help them get yeah. through their similar situation or hurdles. And with that being said, I know that there are other advocacy measures that you have taken as you share light on this rare form of cancer. So could you go into more details? You mentioned earlier about Ostomy styles and coaching and other projects that you have other of going on as it connects to the advocacy within this rare form yeah. of disease. You know, Janae, it took me a very, very long time to share my story because, you know, I needed healing. I needed internal healing so that I would be able to help someone else. You know, my mom told, told me a long time ago, Gerald, you're going to have to share your story. You're going to have to share your testimony. Back then, I didn't understand why it was so important that I did. But as life went on, as my journey went on, I understood why she told me I needed to share. And I shared to make a difference. I shared to help someone heal. I shared to let others know that you have a voice. And I believe our voice matters. And so I'm raising my voice as an advocacy in the Ostomy community. The Ostomy community is very, very, very large. Almost 1.7 million people in this country have Ostomy uh, Ostomy surgery for whatever medical reason. And so when I got into the Ostomy community and started sharing, because a lot of people in the Ostomy is wonderful people there. You know, but a lot of people are still not comfortable sharing their story. Some people don't want to come out the house unless it's a doctor's appointment. And so I want to be that voice for them to let them know, hey, you can still do be and live your life to the fullest. We're more than our ostomy. We're more than our cancer, even though, you know, we go through a lot being a cancer patient, but there's still life after. And oftentimes, for me personally, I discovered that there was a purpose through my pain. There was a purpose through my healing. And again, that purpose is to be that voice and to share my story. You know, I I, I tell people now, I'm out, you know, I'm telling it and I I can't stop and I won't stop, you know. And you can help other people in in, in different ways. You know, I went through depression. I went through suicidal thoughts. I went through emotions up and down. And so maybe you don't have cancer or you may not have an ostomy, but you've been through those emotions. 
And so that's another reason why I, I share my voice as well, just to let people know, like, you're, you're, you're not alone. You're not alone. There's, there's someone out there that you can talk to or someone that you can relate to. So it's important to me. My advocacy is very, very important, it's, and it's, it's very important for me to use my voice again to make a difference for someone else. Yes, like you said, it's so important to make a difference for someone else in using your voice, you know, amplifying your voice in hopes to help someone to overcome whatever situation they may be facing. And there is so much power, again, in sharing your story, speaking truth into power and storytelling. You mentioned that you're also an author and you have an autobiography. Can you just share what's the name of your autobiography? Mm -hmm. How can people purchase it? And also how Mm -hmm. writing this not only inspire others, but help you heal within that process? Mm -hmm. Um, The name of my book is called Pretty Girl Blues, and it it, it is an autobiography. And it it details my story as a cancer survivor and also my ostomy journey, both combined together in this autobiography. Just 90 pages, but very transparent, um, very, very open. And Pretty Girl Blues, the title um, alone, it actually describes most of my life. Pretty girl on the outside, but feeling so blue on the inside, and the inside has, when you talk about blues, blues, you think about storytelling. Well, yeah, that was a story inside of me. And what happened was, I just, you know, got to the point, and, you know, surgery after surgery, and just so many things, emotions, and what happened was, I, I started journal writing. And I just had different journals, uh, so many journals now that I have. I had thankful journey, a grateful journey, but I also had a journal where I wrote about in that journal everything I ever felt about my sickness, about how I related to my life, my marriage, how I related to my relationship, who, work, home, how it relates, how it all tied in together. But what happened was I was writing and crying, writing and crying but during that process God was in the healing process as well God said you just need to release it okay if you need to release it okay get a get your journal book and a pen and start writing and so I just started writing and started writing and I, I'm, I'm telling you I promise you healing took place you know I, I wrote in the book things I never discussed with my parents my siblings not even doctors it was so therapeutic that was actually my therapy. And that journal book turned into Pretty Girl Blues. And you can find my book on my website, actually. It's GeraldineTaylor.com. Um, you can also purchase it on the website as well. Um, you just go on the website, GeraldineTaylor.com. You'll see Pretty Girl Blues, and you just click there. Um, but that's how you can purchase the book. And, and again, it was so therapeutic. Um, you know, I still write, into, write in my journal now, and and I look back at that old journal, Janae, everything I wrote was like, wow. You know, sometimes you can't believe like you felt that way. You can't believe you wrote that, you know. Um, but again, it was, it, was, it was healing. It was definitely healing for me. And I hope it was healing for me. It could possibly be healing for someone else. And so I'm so very proud that I did write it. People often text their second one. like, well, no, no, I haven't given it to you yet. But definitely healing for me. 
Yes. And, you know, at times when you write your pain out, when you write it out, when you're able to read it and you see it, like you said, there is a type of healing within that overall process and it's therapeutic. When I think about personal journeys and things, when I was at my lowest, Jolene, you know, very similar to you at at times when you're feeling so low, when you're feeling so depressed and you feel that there's no way out, when you take the time, when you write it out, it's a sense of release, right? It's a sense, it's although almost as though you're venting. I try not to pour like negativity or thoughts on other people. Rather, I just write it out in a journey and that's my form of release. And like you said, you take a step back, you've let go of it. And at times I let go, I let God. And then there's a, a sense of comfort within that overall process. So I can definitely feel you with that. And I, I know that Others will be inspired by reading your story, Thank um, you. by going to JerlyneTaylor.com, reading the story, purchasing that autobiography and learning more about who you are. And so b- before we close out, can you share what's your social media handles and if there's any other upcoming projects that you may have? Sure. Um, my social media on Facebook, it is Jerlyne Taylor. On my Instagram, uh, which you'll find a lot more um, of my journey on my Instagram, but that would be Miss Geraldine Taylor, and that's M S J E A R L E A N T A Y L O R. That's Miss Geraldine Taylor, and I do have an up and coming project that I'm very proud of, excited about. It should be coming up in the fall, and I, I did a mini documentary actually a few years ago, and so we're, we're like finishing it up, we're adding things to it, we're editing, but it should be available this fall. There'll be more information about it, and the documentary is called Pieces of Me, and so it's you know it's just pieces of me, different parts of my life, and just kind of. Piecing that puzzle together, broken up puzzle, but through my life, how it started to come together and started fitting, and this started fitting with this shape, and that started fitting there. So it's called Pieces of Me, and again, I'm so, so excited about it, and I, I just thank God. You know, I thank God for the journey. I thank God that He knew the plans for my life while I was yet in my mother's womb, and so He's orchestrating this path. And it's such a blessing with the ups, the downs, everything included. I, I'm still so very thankful for this journey. Yes, and so there you have it, folks. Jerlene Taylor from Baltimore, Maryland. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And again, being a woman of so many hats, wearing so many hats, a Christian, a cancer survivor, <laughs> a fashion model, an author, yes. a public speaker, an entrepreneur, an ostomy advocate. Thank you so much for being you and for simply sharing your story, Jerlene. Paul, oh, thank you so much for having me. And may God bless you today. And may God continue to enlarge your territory as well. Thank you. I receive it. I receive it. And folks, in closing, always remember that your story is not solely for you. It's meant to be shared with other women and provide hope to those facing similar situations. You are a victor. You are a winner and you will not be defeated. You declare growth and prosperity over your life. You are her. Heroic, empowering, and resilient. And if you were empowered, inspired, or motivated in any way, tell a friend to tell a friend. Her story is available on Apple Podcasts. 
Google Play and SoundCloud. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at HerStory underscore podcast and Facebook at HerStory Podcast. And again, this is Jay Jameson and we're out.